Two long years, maybe three, I don't know. Gaim has returned. Hey guys, how you doing? This is Tony from the Fan Holes Podcast, and I am back tonight with a fellow fan hole. And we're going to be talking about a show that is not a show, it's a stage show. It's the actual production. If you have followed the fan hole for a while, you know that me and this particular person have done Gaim pretty religiously, so... We're going to talk about Kamen Rider, Tiger, Sangetsu, and with me tonight, go ahead and throw it out there, Derek. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. Who'd you shot? <laughs> me and him, as you well know, are kind of like the, the gun guys on the, on the fan holes. And Derek brought this to my attention. I was not aware of this. This was a live theater show that was done in 2019 it was on march 9th when it was released got released on blu-ray october 9th and this is kind of an interesting thing basically what this is is a theatrical show that takes place in the gaim universe within inside the common writer universe of course but it is more centered on the character of takatora as we all know was zangetsu in common writer gaim what happens is is Takatora is visiting a Yggdrasil Corporation experimental project, and this is from a website. This is their synopsis, not mine, so all credit goes to them. And it's a project site in the city of the Torquia Republic. So it doesn't take place in Zawame. He uh, visits the site for the first time in eight years. God, Gaim is eight years old. Huh, still old. <laughs> and, uh, right? Gets <laughs> you right in your age, right? But there is a, an incident, and he's attacked by people in the opening scene. There's sword play and gunfire, no gun blast, just, you know, audio, because we can't afford all that kind of shit. Come on now. And then he falls to a giant hole. He discovers an underground society. And the crazy thing is, is there's all these young dudes running around. There's gangs. I don't know if you really call them beat writer gangs. There is some dancing, which we will get into. But uh, they're all led by, I guess you would say, um, not avatars, I would say, not even clones. They, they are represented by, I guess, the uh, archetypes of who Koda, Kaito, and others are. You have the orange gang, you have the red gang, you know, they don't even call themselves Baron or, or you know the various names but they're all fighting for survival they're not they're not trying to dance on a stage they're killing each other and things just get more crazy from that and basically the big turning point is zangetsu arrives but hold on takatora is already here and he's not in the armor and also takatora when he fell banged his damn head and he don't remember that he's takatora so now we have a mystery and this is where the story unfurls, and I'm, I'm going to save a little bit because there's a couple of plot twists here and there. But the basic gist is this is a different society, but it has a lot of familiar, not characters, but familiar ideas. And that's where we begin. Yeah, so so just to, just to be completely fair, I think Justin emailed me about the stage show and said, hey, maybe you and Tony want to do this, so... Credit where credit's due. Justin was the one who, who let me know about it. So that's why I asked you to come on and, and figured it'd be something fun for us to do together, you know, as a show and everything. And, you know, I mean, I, I guess just because of my background, I'm always a little interested in, the, like, a lot of these theatrical versions of popular Japanese 
entertainment properties, you know, like, I, I, I've never talked about this, I think, well, I might have mentioned it on the podcast, but we've never officially podcasted about it, but I had a lot of fun watching, like, the Bleach rock opera or whatever it was that they did, like, where it was essentially a lot like this, you know, it was like a stage play, and I think there were, like, five of them, and then it kind of covered, like, the entirety of sort of the the Bleach anime saga and everything, and I, I just, I got a complete kick out of that, so seeing as this was the same thing, I mean, I've seen other things before, I mean, I, I think I was made fun of because I, I went and saw a live, well, not a live, but I went and saw a special screening at the movies of a live theater stage performance of Sailor Moon as well, right, so, so, like, I, I, I have some experience seeing, you know, translated versions of Japanese stage plays that deal with, you know, popular, you know, entertainment franchises and everything. So this, the, you know, the, the the main difference here is as opposed to anime like Sailor Moon and Bleach, this is, you know, a, a tokusatsu, a common Rider property. But I mean, the principle's the same. You know, they 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 make a good showing of of trying to suspend one's disbelief, you know, like with special effects and all that stuff. It's fun to see how they pull off different things. You know, a lot of it's, you know, costume changes and screens and, you know, different video tools and, and, and you know, smoke and mirrors and, you know, a bunch of stage stuff that, you know, is, is always entertaining. You can tell, I mean, for what it is, I think they, they put a lot of work into it and everything. I, I think the thing I was most impressed by was that they actually had the you know the the actor Yu, Yuki Kubota come back right like as Takatora like like that I was kind of because I, I I think you know it's interesting because because I guess just to reveal you know Justin emailed me about that and then he mentioned it and reminded me you know a couple more times and then you know I was gonna you know, let you know about it, and we were going to watch this and everything, but I think my first exposure, like, like, basically when I started looking up the name of it, you know, to, to find it, I knew it was, you know, where we could, you know, grab a copy of it and everything, but I just, I just wanted to know, like, okay, well, these days, a lot of the times if I watch something, I'll go grab, like, a poster or a movie poster, and then just post on Facebook what I'm watching at that given time, and so, when I first saw, like, some of the posters for it, like, I was looking at it kind of going, I didn't recognize anybody on the poster, so I was just kind of, like, wondering, I'm like, wait a minute, did they just recast everybody because it's a stage play? Like, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, and I wasn't exactly sure what I was in for because I didn't know, you know, the basic plot that you described, right? I, I knew the title was Zangetsu, so I assumed... You know, but then I started wondering, are, did they recast Takatora? Like, is everyone recast? Like, I wonder what's going on here. And, like, the, the best way, I mean, I, I know you're trying to be politic about it, but, like, the best way I can describe it is, like, imagine if Dr. Doom, like, got ambushed. He, he got, like, you know, I don't know, winged in the, the, the forehead or something like that. And he fell down into Skataris, and like where the warlord hangs out and everything. And then when he landed there, he found all these warring factions, but they were all dressed like the Fantastic Four, but he lost his memory. And you saw a guy who was stretchy, and a guy who had rocks, and a guy who flamed on. And, and you're like, well, this is all very familiar. But you're like, is that Reed Richards? And it's like, no, his name is Billy Bob. And I'm like, wait a minute, Billy Bob is the stretchy guy? Like, okay. And then you're like, well, clearly this guy on fire must be Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, right? It's like, no, it is, you know, uh, Ralph. And you're like, Ralph, <laughs> okay, okay. And I'm like, clearly this Rocky guy must be Ben Grimm, right? And you're like... Haha, it is not Ben Grimm. It is Jackson Phillips. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay? Like, you know, so like, and, and so you're, you're, you basically, you're familiar with all the visuals, but essentially it's like they, they, 
you know, it's almost like they went into, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's like it's like they're they're in the Planet of the Apes or or something, and and everybody is Brent like in this underworld or whatever. It's like nobody's Charlton Heston, you know. And and you're kind of sitting there going, oh well, this is weird because you know it, it's like yeah, I guess that's another good analogy. It'd be like if Doctor Zaius like fell down a hole and then. He's looking for Charlton Heston, but he all he finds is a bunch of Brents or something like that, or the guys from the TV series or something, right? But yeah, it's just it's 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 really you know the, the it's like I I feel like I'm gonna have to fight calling because it's like other than Takatora, I mean you've got you've got n- not Kota, you've got not not Kaito, and then I was trying to think of who who's the guy who's normally grid on. I can't even remember his name anymore. Florence, wasn't it Zach? Yeah, then then I guess what not not would you say Zach? Yeah. Okay. Like wasn't he like wasn't he the uh, one who got turned into an invest in uh in I I guess. I don't know. It's like it's been so long, so I don't remember what this dude's name is. Let's see. Because I I, 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 I I know him as Knuckle Man. Isn't it isn't it Jonichi? Isn't that the guy who I mean, they must have combined elements of characters because he, he reminded me of Jonichi because eventually there's a not there's a not Durian right there's a not Bravo you know like Bravo. yeah there's a not Bravo where the guy's name is Belial right like they, they they all have their own individual names but their personality types their characters I mean the main guy from the Orange Team his name is I'm. And you were making fun of that the other day, where you're like, "I'm, I'm, like all, all that kind of stuff." And but but this kid named I'm, I mean, he's essentially not Kota, right? Like like and 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 Takatora even goes so far as to say, you know, in, in the course of the play, as he's recalling his memories and 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 things are coming back to him, he he has this moment where he, I mean, he he hangs a lampshade on it and says, you know, you remind me of the man who, who changed my life, who saved my life, and blah 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 and he's talking about, you know, Kota, you know, and, and so so it's it's like, it's very, and, and of course, I'm, when he has a lock seed, he turns into Kamen Rider Gaim. When, when the, not Kaito has a lock seed, he turns into Kamen Rider Baron. When the not Bravo or whatever, like, he turns into Kamen Rider Durian or whatever. So, like, it's it's readily apparent that, you know, these guys are all kind of pastiches of the characters yeah. that you're familiar with from the TV show. I guess this is supposed to be set long after the TV show, because, you know, it, it, it does delve a little bit into what happens afterwards and, and, and the fact that Takator is still around and trying to make good on these other Yggdrasil Corporation facilities and everything. I figured out the word I was trying to figure out earlier. They're facsimiles. They they are facsimiles. They're absolutely facsimiles. They're faxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're absolutely faxes of the original characters. And, and and I mean it's right down to their personalities. The guy Belial, I mean he he literally is the spitting image of Durian, just like, you know, Bravo was running around, you know, wanting to be called Madam and had all these kind of outlandish, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like posturing. He's very, he's gay. I mean, right. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just a, fact. I mean, I mean, and, and, and that, that kind of continue, basically that's mirrored. It's a facsimile. So that that's carried on. Like, you know, you know, what's funny is, you know, you know what I thought of almost was so, when I was watching this stage play, the the main difference between Belial and and Bravo is Bravo's like bald, right? Like, and he's got the little, you know, the the what whatever you call it, the the bandana or whatever the hair thing and 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 all that stuff. But he's he's essentially a bald man, right? Like, and he's got the lipstick and does his business and and, and runs around and kicks everybody's ass. I would say that the actor who played Bravo also was convincing as old man, and like the one who plays Belial is like he's like what, like two or three years older than you guys? Mm. Like what, what the hell? Well, they they kind of have some jokes with that, where it's like even even Takatora, like they they try to call him Ojisan or whatever, and he's like, I'm not an old man, you know, like or whatever. 
And and I I mean, I I wonder if it's like one of these things like the the kind of Saved by the Bell nine hundred two one zero type thing where you have these these actors playing you know maybe maybe they're in their twenties or something but they're playing teens you know. Play up that whole uh, what's that movie? Uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, thing, yeah, like, yeah. It's, there's there, there's no old people. It's all young. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, except for you know the the people running the Yggdrasil Corporation. I mean, everybody in this underground, I guess, society as you called it. It's it's they're all young people. So yeah, very much like it's Lord of the Flies, and the the only conscious they have are these these you know, Sengoku drivers basically. Right. And, and, and it, it's very similar. They're, they're doing the jets and sharks thing underground, you know, and, and, and like you say, occasionally they will bust into dance in the middle of this battle to the death or whatever. Right. I guess just getting, getting back to Belial, the, the not Bravo, like the, the thing that cracked me up about him was he does have a full head of hair and he's got like the little, I don't know, spit curl that, you know, this little, bang that falls to his side and he's usually got his hair in a ponytail and all this other stuff and the the way he will on a dime like have the sort of happy face when Takatora comes on the stage or whatever like m- much like Bravo he, he essentially he falls in love with Takatora like it, it's it's a facsimile down to like the letter right like like everything that yeah yeah it's just like yeah his mannerisms or how he acts it's like Every character beat is the same. Yeah, yeah, they they go on essentially the same journey, except for they're underground and they have a different name. And but I guess what I was going to say is because the other actor was bald and this actor was not, I guess for some reason it reminded me of from um, from Build, you know, where it was like Meeton, you know, doing her little like I'm Meeton, and she'd turn her head to the side or whatever and try to be like cute, and it was like it's like. Bravo was effeminate and, like you said, just as a fact, like, very gay, right? But Belial seemed like, not not only was he those aspects, but I, I, I almost thought, like, he was trying to be an idol. Like, it, it's like, and, and that, that yeah. maybe was, was I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if people would look down on this or not, but I, I feel like the, the comedy aspect of it is that it's like a grown ass man doing idle things like where it's like, Oh, look at me. I'm cute. And you're kind of like sitting there kind of going, okay. Like, you know, and it's like, it's like that, that I guess that's the joke, right? Like that's, that's how they kind of played that. Well, the, the original Bravo, well, that was, that was the thing. He, he did wear lipstick. He, he, he did have an effeminate quality to him. He was obviously like, you know, gay. He, he had a thing for men and you know, the, the juxtaposition, though, was is that he was an accomplished mercenary and he was also a taskmaster. He was really tough on, like, you know, uh, I forgot his name, but the acorn uh, driver uh, guy. I think, I, think that's, uh, that I think that's Junichi. Yeah, that's Junichi. And, like, you know, he was never, like, you know, like, romantically involved with him. He was like, you know, you're more of my son, but I'll still kick your ass, you know. And Belial didn't really have that. He would say he would be tough on people. And it never went anywhere. He just he just immediately started doing like he said the pop idol thing. Well, I guess I guess uh, to be fair, I mean this is what this is like a two hour stage play that that tried to cram what the 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 fifty episode arc that these characters had in Gaim, and it's like that's why they had to narrow it down so much, right? Like because you you know the other thing that you mentioned the other night is. Like, clearly, it's a sausage fest underground in this mythical Yggdrasil-like society or whatever, because there's there's no, like you said, uh, you know, much to my sadness, there, there's no team pop-up clone or facsimile. There's no, there's no my facsimile. Like, there's no, um, what is it, um... Arms. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, Mariko arms or whatever, right? There's no... You know, so so n- none of those uh, strong female characters are involved in it. So basically, they were all sort of cut like you know. <laughs> I know it's horrible, but they were cut like loose driftwood, right? Like they were cut 
excised out of the facsimile portion of this. So, I mean, essentially the main people, you've got Takatora, who's amnesiac, trying to recover his memories. You've got the, 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 the people that are left over from Yggdrasil, which is, it's weird. It's like, it's like that. It's it's not Michi and not Takatora, and the amnesiac Takatora gets, you know, it's like it's like that was another person that Takatora worked with, right? And then his um, it's like I'm trying to brother, so it's like Masahito Shizumiya, right? Like that was that was the guy that Takatora worked with. He's the guy who takes over. This is the Sengoku driver and becomes Zangetsu. And then he's got a little brother, so he's the not Michi, and the little brother is Kagemasa Shizu uh Shizumiya, yeah. right? So so and, and, and he even shows up. And they have almost the exact same relationship as Takatora and, yeah. and Michi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, and so uh, you know, at least in this wiki, they list all of these guys as Proto Gaim, Proto Baron, Proto Gridarn, uh, Proto Bravo, Proto Ryugan. You know, like so. It is no one point that uh, Kagimasa even pretends to be Michi to full Takatora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he calls him Nissan. He tries to lead him along when he's still amnesiac to to try and get his trust and everything. You know, and and in the meantime, he's sort of plotting to to have him regain his memories and then make him suffer and kill him. Right. Like, so there's there, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, again, it's like they fall into a guitarist or they fall into like some kind of fist of the North star, you know, wild West kind of scenario. What was that world that, uh, I, I it's been, it's called weird world now, but what was originally, uh, Thundra's like, not Thundra, the, the girl that Hulk fell in love with. Oh, Jarella, right? Jarella, yeah, 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 that kind of world. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like it's like the the middle of the, we were we're going to the general the uh, a journey to the center of the earth. Yeah, basically. I, I think one thing that's worth pointing out here is the the story, as condensed as it is, they do take some weird liberties. And when I say liberties, I mean like how they 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 oddly veer off the path. You know, the the common writer Forrest. He's a lot bigger character than he was in Guy. Well, I think I think they kind of amalgamate him, like like in lieu of having like three or four different supporting writers, it's like it's almost like he is an amalgamation of all, basically to fulfill all the character arcs. Like he's basically he 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 can't be representative of any writers that are not Guy. Baron and Bravo, right? Like, like he, he, he's like Cherry and and you know Knuckle Man and all that. Yeah, stuff, yeah. It's like know, it's yeah. like he's he's kind of like all those writers rolled up into one, and then he gets he you know he 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 gets turned into the Inves and all that kind of stuff. I I don't know. I, I I was debating whether or not I should bring this up, but I just figured since it's probably a good talking point, like. And I mentioned this to you, like, I guess we can go into this too as well, but uh, I mentioned this to you during the watch party we had, because that's, that's how, how we ended up watching, you know, had to watch this. We, I, I got, we watched this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched it together. Um, we, we had a cast session and so I, 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 you know, I played the, the stage play and then, and then we watched it together on Tuesday night and, and we're here Thursday night recording, you know, pulling back the veil or whatever, but I, I had mentioned, like, because I had seen it uh, a little earlier, like, on Sunday, and I mentioned to Tony, like, m my favorite moment was coming up, and basically, like, this, the, the it's like about an hour into the stage play of, you know, essentially a two-hour stage play, and there's this bit where, you know, they're, they're talking about, I mean, they, they quickly figure out because it's a two hour stage play that if they continue to use these proto drivers, they will all become invest monsters. And that, that yeah. the, this, this one particular invest monster that keeps attacking them, you know, they realize, oh, this is our leader. You know, they call, they call the, the guy, their leader, you know, the, that were, the, that was the head of Team Orange, even though you, you don't really, you know, go, go through the same, I guess, Coda arc, but 
it's like this is where that finally comes into play like he's he's fighting his leader he realizes it's his leader it's his former friend who's now become this monster and everything and it, it's not, uh, it's i think it's actually the same suit but painted green like totally green i think it's the exact same arc as like episode one and two yeah, where yeah. His best friend is turned into a invest, and that's how he gets like, yeah, yeah, and that's he becomes the the beat writers, yeah, yeah, and that's that's exactly how they play it off, and like, I guess just because of the current climate, like, I, I felt like I really resonated with not Kota, you know, like with with I'm right, like because there, there's this there's this to me a very telling and interesting beat where you know. Even Belial at this point, who who was you know a mercenary hired to to, to kill Takatora and kind of is trying to whip all these other quote unquote Lord of the Fly Gaim kids into shape, right? Like he, at this point, he's now a potential ally to them, and he basically says, "Hold it right there," and and I'm says, "Why are you stopping me?" And he says, "Well, if you keep this up, you're gonna turn into that monster too," you know, and and but. The I'm character, the the I guess facsimile for Kota, you know, who has this same passion and drive, you know, like he he basically like shoves him aside he just, and 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 he just wants to save everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, and 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 he says, look, I've got to, you know, it's like it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what what will inflict me, I've got to protect the people in my life, like because they're in front of me right now, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't do him any good to hold off and take care of himself. If in taking care of yourself, everyone in your life around you dies, right? Like that's, that's, and, and I was just kind of like that. Um, I, I, I don't know. It just felt like that, that resonated with me a I lot. Right yeah. Now, yeah. 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 No, no, totally, totally. And I mean, there is, there is a nice scene. Which, I mean, even I, like, you know, like I, th- there is stuff I'm going to make fun of. There's a, there's a nice scene where, who, who, who basically, like, gets taken over by, by space god Coda to talk to I'm. Oh, oh, I, I, I'm gets taken over by Coda. Like, Takatora talks to I'm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... He, he basically says, I've taken over this young man's body so I can communicate with you. So it's like, it's like, you know, uber god... Kota, you know, basically, instead of him coming down as, like, you know, Kawame arms or whatever, it's like he he just, like, magically possesses Aim's body for a second. And they, you know, they do a nice little effect. They pull down the little screen, and they've got the little green, like, aura that comes around them and wakes them up and everything, and then they do some... I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same actor just doing some some pre-recorded dialogue and everything, so I was yeah, like... You me, yeah, I was wondering, yeah. And like, yeah, he gives him like a nice rousing speech. You know, he's like, you know, you've grown so much. You know, it's like, you know, like kind of give a Takakura that little pat on the back. Like, you know, go ahead, man, you got this. And um, I thought that was a good scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that 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 actually, yeah, you know, yeah, he gives him that, that is something he would do. You know, he gives him the cosmic pep talk. You know, he's like, you're the bestest. You can you can handle this and everything. And I, I mean, I guess I guess that there's that. There's that interesting zeitgeist in the culture. Like, I mean, some people reject this, right? They want they want their bad guys to be bad, right? And they, they don't want to see any grays or they don't want to see anything. And I, I've compared Dakatora here to, like, Dr. Doom or Dr. Zaius or whatever. I mean, in the beginning of Gaim, he is, for all intents and purposes, a big bad, you know? And as the... He is Coda's first big loss, yeah. and he makes Coda... Yeah, I wonder if you could do this. Yeah, yeah, and 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 as the as the series continues, uh, he he goes on an arc and he has a turn, and by the end of it, he is not the the you know just flat out you know it's not a black and white thing. He's not just the evil villain that that you might think he would be. You know, when you first are introduced to him whooping Kota's ass in like episode four, and and at this point, I mean, this is almost like. He's have, almost Magneto now. Yeah, or like what I was gonna say is it's like having a, a you know a post Lost Light guidance story where Megatron falls down a hole and 
helps out some uh, wacky-ass junkions who remind him of, uh, I don't know, like Optimus <laughs> Prime and Hot Rod and whoever, right? Like, and, 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 and he's, he's still continuing to atone, right? Like, so, and, you know, to some people that's an anathema, you know, it's like, oh, th- those guys shouldn't be able to do that. But, you know, you've, you've got the, the, the kind of Jeff Johnses of the world, you know, doing the, oh, Captain Cold's redeeming himself, or Lex Luthor's trying to be a hero, or wh- whatever it is, right? And so there, there is that aspect to this where your lead character of this Gaiden, this side story, you know, is potentially, to in some people's eyes, a villain, but he's he's since gone on his redemptive arc, and he's still continuing with his atonement. Like, this this whole... I think the reason why they have to be facsimiles is, like, it's, it's, it's like he's... <laughs> you, 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 I guess, you, you find those people in need that have... that are dealing with circumstances that you've already dealt with in your life, and you're, you're hoping, you're trying to impart your your wisdom like you're like i made these mistakes so you don't have to type thing and i think that's well, well, yeah. that's kind of where he's coming from right but I, I was actually like uh this just popped in my head it's also like uh like like i said this, this is an idea that like popped in my head while you were talking so you inspired this like thought this is his chance to redo what happened in the original series in a different way yeah. instead of being yeah. Takatora. Instead of like, you know, being like, you know, I'm going to take out Coda or like, I'm just going to yell at like, you know, Kaido. He's trying to help these kids. Yes. And it's like, yeah. Well, and it's, it's, I mean, it's got that very, very dramatic ending, you know, the, the, especially the, the actor who plays I'm, you know, like, like, I mean, he literally is like, thank you, Takatora! You know, like at the end of it, you know, it's just like, it's like very, Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, it, it's fine, but it's just it's just funny. Like, if I think of it in English, I'm sure it would sound hilarious. But the way he does it, you know, it's like it's 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 well done. But you you can tell it's it's like very it, it's very emotional, but also very and 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 believable, but still a little over the top as the as the tears stream down his face, you know, type thing. Yeah, like uh, like snot bubbles, everything. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, to be fair, as far as how the story is told, like, Takatora does have some cool moments near the end, especially. But for a lot of this, he just gets his ass kicked and, like, is just, like, completely in the dark because of the amnesia. So you also start to root for him, too, because, you know, yeah, he doesn't have an armored form and, like, he tries to fight. And usually, like, you know, somebody just throws him over to the side and, like, you know. Like the the like the most badass thing he has in the beginning when he comes in and he does like the sword fight and he grabs the gun and then he falls down the hole and then for like an hour and like thirty minutes he's just getting his ass kicked. You know? Yeah, and 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 part of that you can you can chalk up to the amnesia, right? Like that that this is not necessarily his fault. Like he he fell down a <laughs> hole and he's about. got he's got amnesia and everything. Like. The, the, I mean, to me, like, of course, you know, John Vanover may disagree because he's not a fan. But, you know, I I enjoyed seeing Zangetsu use Kachidochi arms. Like, it's like the, the lime green Kachidochi arms and everything with the two lime green flags. Like, I thought that was pretty bitchin' and I liked that. And, and that's, that's what I, when we were watching that night, and I said, like, I'm going to bring up something I know you're going to like. And I was like... That was a really good repurposing. Yeah. That was like, yeah, I, I guess like, you know, in canon, I guess that's called Common Rider Triumph, which was also kind of cool. See, I, I, you know, and then, and then in, in researching this, cause you know, this is new to me. Like I, I didn't realize the new, uh, Geo movie had come out either. Cause apparently that's in the Geo over Quartzer movie as well like i i imagine it's part of like a cameo or something like that but so i'm, I'm just kind of like oh cool like that, that like it's canon and it lives on type thing you know like that's pretty cool but yeah like we're really real canon now yeah yeah well and, and that also that would solidify right like if, if we're talking about a character continuing his atonement you know that 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 
to me, it's almost like, hey, he's 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 with the group of heroes, right? Like he's he's a legendary atoned writer now. You know what I mean? Like he's he's fighting the good yeah. fight. So that's that's kind of um, uh, you know there, there's a there's an aspect of uh, hope fulfilled in that, you know, and it kind of gives you the warm fuzzies, I think. Well, I mean, I mean to be honest though, Derek, and uh, this may be why you were so interested in it. Even when we were doing like the guy synopsis for all those episodes. I can even tell when you were talking about Takatora, you were low-key a fan of him from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, you know, that's... I, I liked a lot of the characters yeah. in Gaim, but yeah, I, I enjoyed Takatora. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm saying, but I, I'm saying, like, watching this was probably, on a certain level, even more enjoyable, because it was like, oh, man, he got his he got his moment, you know? You know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's cool, because you've got, you know, we, we've had a couple other Gaim guidance focusing on some of the other characters, and even though this is a stage play, it's still considered, like, a valid third side story, you know, a valid Gaim guidance uh, that ties into common uh, Rider continuity. Yeah, I wonder if, like, um, it was done because... Gaim is really popular still. Like people still love Gaim, as far as I know. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know the the Eastern canon as far as fan bases. You know, I, I think maybe there wasn't enough money to do a straight up like Gaiden like we had watched with like Knuckleman and like the Rayoma, what what his character was, the uh the Doctor. Like maybe they were going to do a Zangetsu like Gaiden, and they're like, we really want to do it. Maybe the stage play. I mean, I mean, a stage play is still expensive. Yeah, it's not cheap, you know. Yeah, but probably not as expensive as like a full length movie. I don't, I don't know. You would know more about that than I do. Uh, we didn't have the whole thing, which was pretty cool. I mean, I, I imagine doing the whole not, not Kota stuff is it makes it cheaper. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's interesting though, because the, the, like. I'm wondering if the release date listed for March 9th, was that when this recording on DVD and Blu-ray was released? Or if you notice, if you, if you notice yeah. like on, on one of these posters, right, it, it actually says in Kyoto, it was March 28th to the 31st, 2019. But in Tokyo, it was March 9th all the way to the 24th. So that means they performed this for the whole month of March in 2019. It had a run. Yeah, yeah so, but... I mean, you know, like, that's, you know, it's nothing to sneeze at. I'm sure it took a lot of manpower and, and it cost a fair amount of money, and I'm sure they spent money on advertising for it and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know enough about the specifics but yeah i mean you maybe on a base level you're probably right because they didn't have to spend money on special effects and and a movie and and the same cast cost that that something like a movie would have yeah. had but i mean locations yeah. stuff like that yeah yeah you know i'm just you know positive man i'm saying but like it's a good thing because people like guy so much they wanted more stories yeah, yeah. one thing that was gonna bring up, I, I i said i was gonna make fun of some stuff and I, I will. One thing that like kind of took me out every once in a while was the the noble guy, the the older man. He was a pretty decent bad guy in some scenes, but then sometimes he was he was play. They they like it wasn't his fault. He's a great actor. No no offense to him, but they seem to play up him a lot for comedy. Which like in certain shows, like you know, Mister Happy Birthday from like from you know, Rose. you know that was fine. Yeah. It was like, that was fine, but like here, it was like such a dark story, and he was just like, doop de doop, I fell down. You know, it's like, I was like, I don't know if this is the right content for this guy. <laughs> Am I, do, I mean, did you see it differently, or, or? No, 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 I mean, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, he just didn't seem like an important character. He was, I mean, you know, spoilers for anybody who watches it, he was basically there to get killed by somebody later on. Also, the other thing, which I got to bring up, is like at no point in this show did they bring up the importance of dancing or beat writers or you know we want to be the best on the stage and he brought up earlier you know like you know I, I mentioned like you know dance breaks were the dance breaks just for people to get in the costume I guess or, or like you know 
Why? <laughs> Why were they there? <laughs> I I mean, I I imagine there's a multitude of reasons. Like maybe maybe it's just to like again, it's a Xerox, so it's not like the greatest copy. It's a facsimile, but I mean, part of the original TV series were these these dance offs, right? And and that doesn't necessarily apply down here, but maybe they just wanted to to have those those moments just to to uh, touch that touch that yeah replicate that that vibe and then and then there's probably some truth to what you're saying. I mean, a lot of times you've got numbers, you know, where there's stuff, whether it's a fight or a, a you know a dance number or something like that, and it's probably you know the right hand making a bunch of motion while the left hand goes and does something else for the magic trick and probably like you're saying like yeah maybe a costume change or set change or you know some kind of you know something to to set up the next scene in motion or whatever and then and then they can you know they can roll out the you know the the view screen so you've got you know you know one of the the yggdrasil guys there or whatever is going on yeah I will say, though, as far as, like, a play or a theater production, like, it's not so much apparent in the early parts because it does have a slow build. That's fine. I mean, it's a play. I mean, it's a theatrical performance. You don't you don't get action all the time. I mean, you know, you know, it's got a, a, a pace. But like near the end, I was really impressed at how they did theme changes almost as quick as a TV show. Like they'd run off the side, and we have the new guys right on the like on the stage, real quick. And it's like, oh shit, you know, it's like a they were doing cutaways really fast. It was really good. That really impressed me because, you know, that not only takes timing, but also like that's got to be confusing. You know, it's like because we got like Belial and and then the two Orange Riders, and they're fighting like the Invest, and they have to run off the stage, and the Invest is like being chased, and then like. He runs into I'm, but like they're not there yet, so it's gonna be like the invest and I'm, and then like they fight, and then like they have to run off the stage because then it's Zangetsu and and Common Rider Baron, and like they're having a scene. It's like, I, I mean, I thought it was pretty impressive, you know. I, and, and you, especially like having done plays before, like have have you ever done a play that hectic like that? Um, usually the changes aren't that big. Like usually it's like you know, scene, pull down the lights, people. I mean, reorganized. I mean, I've 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 been in things that were just dramas, and like you're saying, you know, the lights go out and whatever. But I mean, I've been in some things that were you 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 might not think it's hectic, but I mean, and it it, it maybe wasn't. I don't know. It depends. Like I, I'd say the 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 Frankenstein play I was in in Orange County had a lot of quote unquote special effects that caused a lot of problems and it nearly resulted in somebody dying. So, I mean, there, there were, there, there were lots of things that were, you know, like kooky and crazy in terms of, of stage shows. I mean, it's probably not as ridiculous as like, you know, the, the Spider-Man turn off the dark shit, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, this had its share of, of hectic moments. I mean, it seemed like though, I, I felt like, and this is probably a boon to to everyone involved in the the choreography and the the fights and everything. I mean, th- there were a couple moments where I was kind of like, "Oh, that didn't look like a real blow," or or that that, that yeah, they I... didn't you know quote, maybe didn't look like a real blow is a bad way to to explain it. But there there were some there were some moments where they didn't. There, there were some moments where they didn't sell the sword slash here and there, but for the most part, I think not only did they do a good job of selling the fighting, but they also did a good job of being safe with one another. Like, I never, I, like, I, I have a weird, there's a weird dichotomy. There's that part of me that's like, oh, I want this to look super cool and badass. And then there's also the part of me is like, I don't want anybody to get hurt making it look badass. And I, I was sitting there going, I've never had that. Like, occasionally, like, you'll see stage shows and you'll see things that people do. Or, like, you, you know what I was thinking of is, like, um, you'll probably appreciate this, but I, I think I saw some video where, um, I, I don't know, some nasty wrestler lady lifted up some chick and like just threw her down into the thing and you're going jesus like 
she almost like crushed that poor girl's head or whatever, right? Like, and, just like recently. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was Nia Jackson, Kyrie saying, "Yeah, that was that was terrible. That was not not done right." Yeah. So, exactly. so that feeling, right, where you you cringe, right, because you're like, "Oh shit!" Like that that was bad. Like like so like you you appreciate the spectacle when it's done right, but when 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 the the you know the the curtain is drawn and you can kind of see like, "Oh shit!" Like that 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 was not the way it was supposed to go or, or th- th- that person is not being, being, being safe with her, her co-star, whatever. Right. Like, like that, that it's like, I, and I guess all I'm trying to say about this stage show is, you know, it's on camera. Right. And I, I don't think I ever had any of those cringe moments where I was like, Oh crap. Like this guy fucked up. Like his, his Bravo sword almost went up this guy's nostril, you know, like that guy, like I never had a moment like that. So, so I think I will give him kudos for, you know, ha- they, they, they can all walk out and get a, get a, get a couple of cups of sake after this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I, I, I think ultimately for, for whatever, whatever few sword strikes didn't get completely sold, I'd rather have that and everybody be safe than, than have some really awesome sword strikes, but then whoops, sorry, the, the actor playing, uh, Belial's eye got popped out. <laughs> now when he's trying to be a, a cutesy idol man girl or whatever it's like he has no eye in his socket you know i, I just assume like not see anybody get hurt for 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 pulling off a, a fun stage show you know yeah and you brought up the screen earlier that comes down and that, that's just for special effects and changes one thing that i was like i won't say impressed by it does not undersell it i mean don't get me wrong i'm not complaining about it but the fight between Kakadochi Arms and the Overlord, like the screen comes down and, you know, Takatora is on the upper level and uh, Masahito. Like, spoilers, he's the bad guy. Like, they have like a, a power battle with like, you know, energy effects. And it's all done on the screen. They're basically just swiping at air. And when the screen came down, I was like, wait, he's on the upper level, he's on the lower level. This is going to look like trash. And then once the battle started, I was like, you know what? This actually looks pretty fucking good. You know, like, oops, you know, it's like, you know, is it, is it like TV quality? No. But for two guys on stage, they reacted to like all the like effect coming at them. And like, you know, when they were like doing the sword slashes, like it was timed well. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, good job. You know, yeah. I do. I do want a prop of Masahito's like giant fucking uh, staff. That was pretty badass. <laughs> Just walk around with it in his fucking suit. Uh, and, and I guess that's why I, I spoiled it. That that is the 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 end point of this show. Basically, uh, even though you probably gotten hints from it, not Michi's brother did not die. He is Zengetsu, and he is the big bad, and he wants to become Overlord. And unlike and and that and that's I guess that's the big takeaway. Unlike Takatora, in the original game, he's totally all about being an uh, overlord and ruling the world. And like Takatora, never really wanted that. He really wanted to keep the world safe. Yeah, and the the other thing too is the he he made no bones about like killing his own father and killing his brother and all his other stuff, you know. So. To, to obtain that goal, right? Like, so it, it, it's, to me, it's it's almost like, you know, people ask, like, what came first? It's like, it's like was he a monster already before he became a quote-unquote monster? Like, the answer's probably yes, because he's committing, like, patricide and, and uh, what, what, what the fuck do you, what do you, what the fuck do you call it when you kill your own brother? Sibling side? I don't even know. Patricide. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're fraternal. Your 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 brother's fratricide. A... Yeah, so he's he's doing he's doing patricide and fratricide, and 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 clearly he's he's monstrous before he even becomes a, a super powerful overlord, right? Like so. Yeah, and, and, and like uh, that, you know, another good moment in this is like he, he doesn't realize totally that I don't know. It's like he's kind of doing a super villain trope where he's like. How could I be beaten? You know, I guess I was wrong. And like Tonkatora was like his most badass line was just like, you know, 
I'm sorry. And then he just kills him. I'm like, you know what? He deserved it. He was kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> you don't really have a lot of sympathy. You're just like, dude, you killed your brother and your dad. You're, you're kind of a shitty person. So, uh, I mean, we had a man who's like, I was like, Taka Tara! Yeah, I, I that that moment at the end where he's like screaming at him, but like screaming at him with tears of joy. You know, it's like, it, like I said, it's he sells it, but it it does seem there there is that aspect of ridiculousness to it. You know, so yeah, I mean, like you know, like I, I guess like in a theater production of something like Common Rider, you do kind of have to go over the top a little yeah, bit. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's it's theatrical. I mean, you're you're that that's what you're supposed to do. He's just doing what what he was trained to do that's all i just i i just thought at the end it was funny because it's it the, yeah, the, the, that and that's the that's the key beat it ends on with with all of them like their arms outreach like you're our savior you know Dakatara! and then he gives them that like he gives them that like you know knowing smile and then the lights go out and you're just like oh Takatori is like super cool you know because he's like i i gave you the i gave you the knowing smile that i totally like Save the day, yeah, and that's that's how it ends. Damn cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I am not gonna lie. When this first started, it wasn't about being a theater play. It, I I I've been to many plays in my life, folks. I am not non-cultured. I've been to stage performances. I was in terrible high school plays. Never anything amazing, but like I I, I like the theater. I have no problem with the theater. But uh, when it first started, I had problems. And then, like, you know, with not my, you know, not, you know, Kotu, Kota and not Kaito, not anybody, I, I was beginning to be like, ah, oh, where is this going? And then, like, 45 minutes in, I'm like, you know what? This isn't bad. And then by the end, I was like, no, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I had a similar trajectory, you know, where I was like, hmm, what, what, what is going on here? Like, are these guys just all, you know proto copies or whatever like but i i think especially when you know they had the the moment with the invest and and i'm you know deciding to you know having to face that decision to kill his his friend his leader you know and e even that was was kind of over the top but well sold where he you know the way he screams as he, you know because he killed his his friend his leader you know and all that stuff so like like all all that stuff i thought was you know it's like that by that point i think i was fully on board with you know i was invested in in the characters whether they were you know facsimiles or not you know i, I think that like you know it is is a really good reflection on the guy's story as a whole it was such a well-told story and such a, a good series that, like, you can even do, like, deviations or, like, yeah, I yeah. Would, this, this is almost like an Elseworlds from BC, yeah, kinda, you know? Yeah, 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 or, or the, the, yeah, that you could, you can translate the, the overall arc from, you know, 50 episodes of a TV series and still kind of get all the key essential beats into a two-hour stage play. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it it, it, it is very strong and, and uh, but, but yet malleable enough that it can fit into different formats and different mediums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was totally enjoyable. Um, I, but like I said, I was going to make fun of stuff, but really only the old guy comedy and the dance beats that's really the only thing I can like really make fun of, and even that's not the harshest criticism, you know. It's like, yeah, uh, like yeah, we 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 can't get rid of guy, but keeps coming back, Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, you know, maybe you know, at some point we can look at some of these movies where some of these guys cameoed or you know things like that. There, uh, there, there was some talk brandied about about doing the whole. Uh, the the Sentai thing that special with the couple episodes the the go, whatever the hell it's called you know like so, uh you know we we might we might tackle those as well at some point but yeah I mean there there's there's the, there's not too much more guy material out there but when something new pops up we uh I, I guess I guess now we're contractually obligated to discuss it and I I, I think we did a pretty good job of. Of covering this i mean I, I i you know i think if you're if you're interested you know if, if you're interested in gaim 
if you're interested in like theatrical stage performances like if there's some crossover between those two things then i would i would recommend this and check it out yeah 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 i uh, I, I would definitely suggest if you have never watched time don't watch this first mm. no idea that is that is a good suggestion i think yeah i i, I don't think I, i'd use this as my introduction to guy yeah no, that would be a, that would be a poor choice But uh, but yeah. Otherwise, though, if you like, e even if like you have not seen the little add-on guidance or any of the cameos in other movies and stuff, if you just like seen Gaim, like the main series, I agree with Derek. This is this is definitely a fun like. Oh well, this is a thing, yeah, you know. Not there the fucking Teenage Mutant Turtles like uh whatever it was the coming out of our shells tour. <laughs> But uh, that's all I got for this episode. If you uh, enjoyed this and like our coverage of Gaim, Fan Holes, the one source for all your Gaim needs, be sure to check us out on all of our platforms. We are on Instagram. We are on... Oh God, now I got to do it. I haven't done it in so long. I forgot. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on... What is it called now? Not iTunes. It's uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts. We are, of course, on our dedicated site, fanholstblogspot.com. You can reach us out on email, pretty much the same one, at gmail.com, fanholstpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we got all kinds of other shows. We got Mobile Suit Mondays, which we've also got our regular Fanholst podcast. We got Big in Japan, which has been a really big hit. People love that. Transformer Tuesdays. And, of course, one of our biggest fun things we do recently, comic books, motherfucker, do you read them? So check out all those awesome shows. And until then, this is Tony and this is Derek signing off. Arigato! Takatora! not old probably don't call me oji-san i'm not even that old <laughs> it's like you and me in a nutshell like, i don't like that like <laughs>
Okay, Oji-san. Not old. Maybe. <laughs> Am I old? I can't remember. I have amnesia. Am I old? I don't know. I'm really old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. I forget. <sighs> that was good. Oh, man. We bring it with the gym, yo. We bring it. 